What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies, women talking, and emancipation. First, let's talk about women talking. Here's a quick synopsis. A group of women meet to discuss if they should leave their religious colony after being sexually assaulted by the men. The film stars Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Sheila McCarthy, Judith Ivey, and Frances McDormand. Standout performances. Rooney Mara became a star after working with David Fincher, one of my favorite filmmakers, on 2010 Social Network, where she has an insane back and forth with Jesse Eisenberg to begin the movie, and in 2011's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where she played private investigator Elizabeth Salander, where she received an Oscar nomination, and since, she's continually worked with great directors, David Lowry on Ain't Them Body Saints, Steven Soderbergh on Side Effects, my opinion, her most underrated performance, Spike Jones with her, all in 2013, Todd Haynes with Carol in 2015, and received her second Oscar nomination for that performance, David Lowry again with A Ghost Story, and Terrence Malick with Song to Song, both in 2017, Gus Van Sant with Don't Worry Darling, He Won't Get Far on Foot in 2018, Guillermo del Toro with Nightmare Alley in 2021, and now Sarah Pauly with Women Talking, where she plays Ona, one of the women who has been sexually assaulted by the men in her colony. It's been said by many, she's not giving the flashiest of the performances in the film, but her character is a quiet leader in the movie. One line I was fascinated by is when someone says everyone wants power, and her character says, yeah, I think so. The idea that we all want and covet power, but don't fully understand why, is fascinating. Mara is set to star in a movie about legendary actress Audrey Hepburn, directed by Luca Guadagnino. I feel like that movie could be the movie, if it goes right, that could win Mara her first Oscar win. I mean, she is such a good actress. I feel like she's underrated because she's not in bigger movies. I mean, Carol was a critical hit, but not a commercial one. I feel like she hasn't been in the spotlight since Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and being in a movie about Audrey Hepburn might get a lot of eyes on that one. Claire Foy is best known for playing Queen Elizabeth in the first two seasons of The Crown, where she won back-to-back Emmy Awards. She's also done some great work in films, Breathe with Andrew Garfield and Damien Chazelle's First Man with Ryan Gosling, where she plays Janet Armstrong, the wife of NASA astronaut Neil Armstrong. She's excellent in that movie, especially during the heartbreaking final scene. In Women Talking, she's playing Salome, who is the most outwardly upset woman of the group. She knows things need to change and immediately. In my opinion, it's her best film performance to date. Foy is next going to star in the film Strangers with Andrew Scott, Paul Mescal, and Jamie Bell. Jesse Buckley is coming off of her first ever Oscar-nominated role in The Last Daughter. In Women Talking, she is playing the character most hesitant to uplift her entire life and make a drastic change. And after you watch the movie, you realize that it was probably most out of fear and trust issues, even with the other women who were also victims. Buckley was also really good in Alex Garland's Men, which also came out in 2022. Buckley will next appear in the movie's Wicked Little Letters with Olivia Coleman and Timothy Spall and Fingernails with Riz Ahmed and Jeremy Allen White. The only prominent male character in Women Talking is played by Ben Wishaw, who has shown he has incredible range. The actor had a supporting role in the Daniel Craig-led James Bond films. He's also the voice of Paddington Bear in those beloved 
independent films, he's become a super reliable supporting actor. He's one of the best things about 2018's Mary Poppins Returns and 2020's The Personal History of David Copperfield, and he's absolutely fantastic in the miniseries An English Scandal with Hugh Grant and Women Talking. His character is in love with Maras. I was a big fan of Sarah Pauly's last feature film, Take This Waltz, with Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Sarah Silverman, and Luke Kirby, and with Women Talking, the strength of the film is the way the characters talk. It feels like a realistic depiction of how characters would go back and forth on these serious subject matters. Sometimes they say something insane because they are scared and confused, and sometimes they say something so profound. The movie depicts about how when you're in something so serious, you feel every extreme emotion. They are extremely sad. They are extremely everything. They laugh. They cry. They go through it all. It is not a one-dimensional type of situation. And I felt that was the most realistic thing about the movie Women Talking. Oscar chances. By the time you're listening to this podcast, the Oscar nominations will be announced, but not at the time that this is being recorded. And when people first saw this movie, it was thought of as a heavy favorite for every big category at the Oscars. Now it feels like it could be shut out in every category other than adapted screenplay. I think it would be criminal for none of the trio of Mara, Foy, and Buckley to get a nomination. And also think Ben Wishaw should be up there as well. We are going to look back at this movie's cast and think of it as an all-time great one. We should celebrate that in the moment as well. I'll also say this. There's no way you can think of 10 better movies from this year. I can think of 10 movies I liked more, but it's not favorite picture. It's best picture and women talking should be one of the 10 nominees. I'm a little confused as to why there's backlash in the first place. I mean, it's a serious subject matter. It handles it well. It does everything you would want from a movie like this. I've heard some people question the cinematography of the movie. Yes, if you love a movie with a ton of colors, this isn't the movie for you, but it's about a dreary subject matter, so the movie reflects that. I mean, you have to understand that when watching it. Right now, I think if any of the four actors get a nomination, it is going to be Jesse Buckley. I don't think Rooney Mara is going to get nominated for Best Leading Actor. There's too many better nominees in that category. She's going up against an awful lot. I don't think Claire Foy is going to get a nomination even though I think maybe she should be the one who gets one. I think Jesse Buckley because she's coming off of The Lost Daughter is going to get a Best Supporting Actress nomination. I would be surprised if this movie gets shut out in the acting categories. It's one of the best acted movies of 2022. And I also believe that Sarah Pauly should be one of the five nominees for Best Director but I wouldn't be that upset if she doesn't make it. Like, I think I would love to see Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick. There are some directors I think have done a better job. I don't think she's the clear front runner for that category. She probably is not going to get nominated. But I do believe she has an excellent chance of getting nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay and winning that category because how she handled this script and its dialogue is perfection. Another thing I think that has hurt this movie's Oscar chances is it's been kept getting pushed 
back later and later into the year. At some point, this movie was supposed to come out Christmas Day, and I think back in the day, this movie would have done solid numbers at the box office, and that would have uplifted it towards an Oscar nomination. I don't think the Oscars know what to do with a movie that doesn't do well at the box office. It used to be a movie would fare well, then it would become an Oscar nominee, and then the box office would get even better. Now, do the Oscars need to turn movies like this into hits in the first place? And the other thing about that is movies are not in movie theaters long enough to become hits after being out. Like, an Oscar nomination does not make an $80 million box office a $100 million box office movie anymore. I just don't know what the relationship between the Oscars and the box office should be, but I feel like a movie like Women Talking is being affected by that as we speak. But then you have to ask yourself, why is this movie being affected by that, but a movie like The Fablemans isn't? Like, I just don't know what that relationship is going to be like moving forward between box office success and Oscar movies. I know movies like Top Gun Maverick are going to be nominated for Best Picture, and they should be, but what happens to a movie going forward like Women Talking? Are we going to see less movies like Women Talking being made? Because that would be a real shame. Is this movie just going to be a streaming movie? All I know is about, if this movie came out 15 years ago, it would have gotten nominated in all of those categories. Sarah Pauly would get a director nomination, and all four actors would probably be nominated, and this movie would make closer to 60 to $80 million. But instead, here we are. It's in the box office. It's getting dominated by movies like Avatar, Way of the Water, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Overall, you might look at the subject matter of women talking and think it's too much of a downer. Well, I think the subject matter is upsetting. I also think the film is weirdly uplifting. It's about a group of people coming together and being there for one another and making drastic life changes together. And you can also look at this movie and say these women should have gotten together way before they did, and that's an issue that we have in society. We don't talk about these issues while they're going. We talk about them kind of when they're almost too late. At the end of the day, I hope this movie does surprisingly well during Tuesday's Oscar nominations. I would love for it to be in Best Picture. I would love for Best Director. I would love for all four of these actors to get Oscar nominations because it's that kind of movie. It's great. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Emancipation. Here's a quick synopsis. When he hears Lincoln has freed the slaves, Peter, who is enslaved, decides to run away in the swamps of Louisiana towards freedom for him and his family. The film stars Will Smith, Ben Foster, Charmaine Mingwa, Steve Ogg, Mustafa Shakir, and David Denman. Standout performances. There's a lot to unpack with Will Smith lately, post the Oscar controversy. What I want to talk about, though, is what people want from Will Smith. He started his acting career doing mostly comedic roles, the sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and in blockbusters that are somewhat comedic, Bad Boys, Independence Day, and Men in Black. And this isn't the first time Smith has done more dramatic work. He starred in Ali, The Pursuit of Happiness, and is coming off his Oscar-winning performance in King Richard. Personally, I think his biggest strength as a performer is his charm and humor. He's very good in emancipation. I just don't think he's bringing anything unique to the role that other people couldn't do. But in those comedic parts, he's doing something that not a lot of actors are capable of doing. Here's what Will Smith told GQ about being in a movie about slavery. Quote, I've always avoided films about slavery. Smith said, in the early part of my career, I didn't want to show black people 
people in that light. I wanted to be a superhero, so I wanted to depict black excellence alongside my white counterparts. I wanted to play roles that you would give to Tom Cruise. Smith famously turned down the leading role in Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. I'm just wondering if this is what the new Will Smith is, or if he's going to go back to being the funny guy. Like, I know that he's planning on being in a Bad Boys 4 at some point. I think to get back in the good graces of the public, he's going to be funny Will Smith. And I'm not putting down dramatic Will Smith. I think he's a very good dramatic actor. I just think his strong suit is being fun and charming Will Smith. Ben Foster is a tremendously talented actor just based on his work in Westerns alone. You have Retend to Yuma, Hell or High Water, and Hostiles. And in 2022, Foster gave two of his best performances. First, in a leading role in The Survivor. That film was wildly underseen, and in Emancipation, he's playing the villain role, who's racist, but not in the same way as his cohorts. He's racist because of the power dynamic. He does not want things to change for himself. I thought that part of the character was super interesting. He doesn't look down on Peter. He's sort of afraid of him, and you could say that about most slave owners. They were probably afraid of their slaves in their first place, but he was the one who was willing to admit it in the movie. I just thought that that was super interesting and not something I'd ever seen in a movie about slavery. Foster will next star in the movie's Long Day's Journey Into Night with Jessica Lange and Ed Harris and Finest Kind with Jenna Ortega and Tommy Lee Jones. The director of Emancipation is Antoine Fuqua whose career took off after directing Training Day with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke and I don't think you could argue against that being his best work as a director. I like some of his other films, Brooklyn's Finest and The Guilty. Emancipation is a very different kind of movie than the blockbusters he's making. He's next going to direct a Michael Jackson biopic and I can't even imagine what that film is going to look like. Are they going to harper on some of the personal issues that Michael Jackson had or are they just going to go through all of his hit songs? I would probably lean on the latter happening because that's what those movies usually are. I mean, there's also an Amy Winehouse movie in the making. I don't know what we're doing with musical biopics, but I think we almost have to stop. I actually believe that the biggest issue Emancipation has is the people involved, Will Smith and Antoine Fuqua. Those are not the two people who you want to make this movie. Now, you probably could have had Will Smith in the leading role if you had a different director, and you probably could have had Antoine Fuqua direct the movie if he had a different actor. I just think the combination of those two, again, Antoine Fuqua does not make these kind of movies, and he kind of turned Emancipation more into an action thriller at points. And when it comes to Will Smith, he's silent almost throughout the whole first hour of the movie. That's not what you want from Will Smith. You want Will Smith to talk as much as humanly possible. He's a movie star. I give them both credit for trying, but I think it's a misstep for what both are strong at doing. And I get it. They're trying to take their careers in a different direction. Clearly, Fuqua is trying to become like an Oscar-nominated type of director. He's doing this movie, and like I said, he's doing a Michael Jackson movie. 
It seems like he's trying to become more of a critical director than he's been in the past. And Will Smith has just won an Oscar. Maybe this is the last of his super dramatic movies. I kind of hope so for a while. I want to see the fun Will Smith. At the end of the day, Emancipation is just an okay movie. It's trying to be too many things at the same time. It's hard to focus on the social ramifications of the film after the main character fights a crocodile. And I found the movie to be way too predictable. I agree with what a lot of critics have stated, that Smith is playing a kind of larger-than-life figure instead of a real person, even though the character he's playing was a real person. The movie is kind of using him more of a symbol than they are as a real human being, and I think that's a problem with the movie. And again, I think all of the people in it are out of place except for Ben Foster. I mean, if you change the director and the actor and you kept Ben Foster, I think you could have a better movie, and I know that's a strong statement. We all love Will Smith. I just don't think Emancipation is what I personally want from Will Smith moving forward, and I think I'm in the majority on that one. Overall, I don't think Emancipation is as bad as critics want you to believe. I think it's a fine movie. I think it's an average movie. I also don't think it's as good as other people are saying it is. I heard a lot of Oscar buzz when this movie was coming out. Will the Academy have to nominate Will Smith after banning him from being a member? It feels like they're not going to have that problem because I don't think Will Smith gave anywhere near an Oscar-worthy performance in the movie Emancipation. I don't even think this is a top 10 Will Smith movie. I just felt like there was two extremes going into this movie. There was the extreme of we want nothing to do with Will Smith ever again, and then the other extreme was Will Smith is the greatest living actor, and that's the world we live in right now. Every emotion towards Will Smith is extreme. We'll never get back to neutral. You're either the biggest fan of him, or you want nothing to do with him as an actor moving forward. Remember that quote earlier when he said he wanted to play roles that Tom Cruise could play? Well, now he's kind of a media personality in the same vein as Tom Cruise. His Oscar slap moment is kind of the equivalent of Tom Cruise jumping on the couch on Oprah. I think Will Smith is now viewed as kind of a loony type of guy. And I think a lot of people will move on from it and he'll be able to still be in mainstream movies, but a lot of people, I think, are still forever turned off by Will Smith as a star. And when a movie comes out like Emancipation, they're going to say it's the worst thing ever while others give it over-the-top praise. Going into Emancipation, I kind of thought it was going to be like that Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, which is historical, but then takes this turn and becomes like this wild action movie that is kind of unrealistic. And while at times Emancipation is that, I thought it didn't decide what it wanted to be. Emancipation should have chosen between drama and action, and the problem with it is it's somewhere in that in-between. It doesn't know what it is, and I think it is to a fault. You could even argue it's trying to be a war movie at times. You don't know what genre this movie wants. It's trying to have it all, and I don't think a movie can do that nowadays. And another critique I would have is I would say the movie probably should have ended the minute that Ben Foster was no longer in it because I almost became disinterested when there was no longer another great actor to go up against Will Smith. I thought that was the movie. Those two people made the movie, and then the movie went way too long after Ben Foster was out of it. I will say, I thought the cinematography was great. This was shot by Bob Richardson, who's worked with Quentin Tarantino. He worked on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He also worked with Oliver Stone on a lot of his great movies. He's one of the great cinematographers, and this movie is another example of that. I think Emancipation is 
a movie that could have been really good if it had the right people involved, and sadly it didn't. I don't want this for Will Smith. I don't want this for Antoine Fuqua. I think Ben Foster is only the real piece of this movie I want to stay. And personally, I would have much rathered Will Smith just make Bad Boys 4. This might be a little too harsh, but I think Antoine Fuqua making Emancipation is like Michael Bay making Pearl Harbor. Those aren't the kind of directors you want to make historical epics. You want them to make mainstream fun movies. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movie Women Talking. Next week on the podcast I'm talking about Todd Fields' Tar starring Kate Blanchett and You People starring Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>